Welcome to the WorkSmart Club podcast hosted by Dr. Cynthia Howard, executive coach and Lean Sigma Black Belt, and brought to you by WorkSmart Consulting. Inside of you is the power to transform your world. You just have to unleash your potential. Get ready for strategies you can use right now. Leadership leverage you need. Leaders that are promoted usually come out of a technical or a clinical background where they demonstrated their skills and confidence in their role. And the expectation is, is that they're going to transition this confidence into the new leadership position. Well, unfortunately, this isn't the case. The majority of leaders burn out in 18 months. That's not nearly enough time to learn the skills they need and definitely not enough time for the institution to reap any positive outcomes from the promotion. So this week, we're again talking about transitioning. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about how you can leverage your experience and confidence so that you can master the art of this transition. And it doesn't necessarily mean transitioning from expert to leader, but transitioning in any area. This is really the new power skill in this age of uncertainty. As I've said before, normal is over and reality keeps shifting. So the ability to change and to make the change, it's an inside job. So we all feel the acceleration. This includes accelerating change along with the work demands and the workflow acceleration. It includes people, the workforce accelerating their move out of the corporate structure, as we've seen in that great resignation, and it continues to happen in some degree. I actually believe that that trend is going to shift again and people will be coming back in, but even so, they're still going to need this skill. And this really presents an argument to do more onboarding with people because this transition is going to be happening for quite a while. So on this podcast, I want to talk about the skills that leaders need to leverage themselves and achieve their goal. So if you have gone off the grid, so to speak, and you want to make your way back into the corporate world, or you're in a new role, but you want to find something that suits you better, this episode will help you set up that plan. So we all know that leadership is one of the most difficult jobs to define. And it's so much more than just walking around looking like you have it all together. That's what we see. It's a unique set of skills. Those skills include skills in managing, but also those elusive skills of leading. Unfortunately, because the wrong people are put in the wrong roles, despite billions of dollars being spent on professional development, people get put into leadership positions before they're ready or without the support they need in order to do the best job possible. So being a leader is so much more than simply getting to do things your way. In fact, in the Work Smart Club, I have a whole set of myths around that changing perspective because of what people think leadership is to what it actually is. And this might be one of the biggest misunderstandings or myths that, oh, I'm the leader now, I get to do things my way. 
And when you were in that expert role, people did rely on you to find the problem, find the solution. In fact, in the podcast last week, I did talk about that. But as the leader, you're actually required to inspire people, coach people, motivate them so that they can find the solution. And your job is to provide a workspace that is conducive to solving problems. You need to get rid of the roadblocks and get rid of the barriers so those people can shine. So you're not the main problem solver anymore. You're actually solving different problems and in a different way. So I know working with people as an executive coach, this is one of the biggest transitions. And they spoke of their frustration, not being able to get people on board, being frustrated with how long things took to get things to happen. And I want to share an experience. Of course, the names are changed and the specifics around this circumstance are changed, but I just want to talk about this situation. So just imagine a manager's name's Ted, and he was a field expert. He was promoted, and his direct report comes to him with an issue. She asks him for some time to talk it out, and Ted jumps in to solve the problem, and his report, Marsha, leaves the meeting very quiet but confused, thinking that her boss is stealing her thunder and maybe her idea. And she thinks to herself, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. And while that may seem like an extreme case that she's not going to talk to him anymore, you can be sure that she may be social, but she is not going to share her ideas. So what happens? That translates into a major loss of momentum for the department, because not only is she not energized to solve problems, but she and the rest of the team is learning that the boss is going to solve all the problems. So they quickly flip the switch of their motivation of how to figure things out, and they go flat. And eventually the creative people will leave because there's no opportunity for them. So leaders need skills in management, but they also need skills in having a vision, making decisions that are unpopular, but are good for the department. So while experts have to learn how to ask questions, leaders have to learn to actively listen and ask more questions so that they can pull things out of people, develop that technical expertise in other people, and not walk around demonstrating how good you are at solving those issues. So while you were an expert in the technical realm, what you now want to become an expert in is how you can set the stage and prepare the way so others can shine. So when a manager thinks, oh, I have to solve all the problems and they jump to solutions, they ultimately fail to grow as a leader and they lose the opportunity to teach their team to problem solve and to grow in their roles. And ultimately, this leads to stagnation. This is how the status quo mindset becomes a hard and fast perspective because nothing ever changes. So ineffective leaders erode performance and well-being. And when that happens, there's a blaming-shaming opportunity that shows up. So in the case of Ted, he started micromanaging and demanded answers from people, 
which only alienated them further. So even if your workplace does not provide the leadership development, seek it out for yourself. This is actually why I created the WorkSmart Club and Network. It's to provide training and coaching at a price point that everyone can manage while keeping the quality up with premium content. Because very often organizations don't provide adequate training, coaching for mid-level managers, so managers and even at the director level. And that is a time when training and coaching is absolutely critical because you have to stay open so that you can learn. Well, that can be hard to do if you're feeling pressed to constantly execute and achieve outcomes, but you haven't developed the people skills yet. So the big step to successfully managing transition and mastering the art of transition is to understand that the change has to start within you. It doesn't start out there. So when leaders say, oh, great, now I can do everything the way I wanted to do it, is actually missing the opportunity to say, great, now I get to step back and fully and completely understand what's going on before you jump in and start to make changes. Because any change that has to happen has to start within the leader first. We're all familiar with the movie Star Wars and Lion King, okay? Those movies were incredibly successful because they take that hero adventure as the main theme. And those types of movies are popular because it's the journey we all take as we set out in our life to fulfill our highest and best potential. It's that hero journey because the adventures we take in life are what unlock potential. But that's only if we see the experiences we have as adventures and not as setbacks, because very often setbacks are setups to learn something new about yourself. Recently, I've been in a situation where I keep getting to the end of myself thinking, I don't know how much more is left, and I find out that there is so much more. In fact, I was watching the Strongman competition is one of those shows that every now and then I watch. And it was so interesting because this man lifted, you know, crazy amount of weight. And the announcer said, so do you think you can do more? He said, absolutely. It's only a mindset issue. So he recognizes it's not so much what his physiology can do, but it's what he believes his physiology can do. That's why I love the game of golf so much is because it really is a mental game. So learning to transition and learning to become the best leader you can be is definitely a mindset issue and it is something that starts within. So you have to learn to embrace transition Recognize that your transition from expert to leader or from wherever you're transitioning to requires a perspective. So the first thing you want to do is you want to make a list of all those competencies that you're going to need for your new role. This is the practical advice, okay? Make a list of those things that you're going to need in this new role. 
Now, there are a lot of skills that you may need. You might want to increase your decision-making so that it's faster. You might want to improve your organization because there's more to do or more people or more risk or just more intensity. And of course, those skills are really important. But some of the skills that get missed are things like active listening. Because as the leader, you really want to listen more than you want to speak. You want to hear what people think. You want to learn those ideas, but you also want to learn how they're thinking because that's going to help you as you set out to initiate your change efforts. You want to develop empathy. Now, empathy is not feeling sorry for people. Empathy is putting yourself in their shoes, is stepping into their position and seeing what you're talking about from their point of view. You want to develop authentic confidence not a bravado that says, I've got it all figured out, but an authentic confidence that allows you to be vulnerable, to understand you don't know it all, but the confidence that says, even though I don't know it all, I know that I can figure it out. And courage. Courage is something that you want to actually act out because courage is something that you just make a decision about, quite honestly. You decide that, yes, I'm going to take these steps and go outside of my comfort zone. And even though it's uncomfortable right now, I'm still going to do it. And actually, as you do that, you're going to find that your courage increases because courage comes after the fact. (laughs) So you might have the fear first, but you're going to do it anyway. And then you recognize, yeah, that was courage. So these are the qualities that are going to enable you to inspire people. Because as people see you stepping outside of your comfort zone, that gives them permission to do it also. You'll be more comfortable talking about a vision and talking to people about what motivates them. So when you do your management rounds, ask people, how would you change the world today? Get into those deeper conversations and just listen to what people have to say. This is how you're going to motivate people to do their best. So while you want to, like I said, learn those management skills that include organizing, delegating, prioritizing, setting goals, they're absolutely critical. No one wants to follow a leader who can't organize their own time, energy, or emotions. So that inside work is really important. So when you were the expert, you became focused on solving the problem. So you can leverage that experience with focus and apply it to your new growing edge, set up a plan, find the mentors, build the roadmap so that you can get the experience and you can develop these skills. So learn to listen to people without jumping ahead, thinking you know what they're going to say. Okay. It's an amazing transformation to watch what happens when people feel heard and understood. The walls and the barriers break down and the cooperation that you've been looking for suddenly shows up. As human beings, we have defense mechanisms that keep us protected from that vulnerability of being hurt, of being ignored, of being dismissed. And too often that happens in the workplace, unintended, but it still happens. And once it happens, that is 
a little bit of a scar that becomes more difficult to break through, especially if you're a new leader coming into a department where the previous leader was dismissive of other people. So you're going to have to be more sensitive to that. So that's why the act of listening is such an important skill. Because let's face it, most of the challenges that show up in a leadership role are people challenges. It's conflict, misunderstanding, personality mixes that are like oil and water. And if you are reacting instead of listening and allowing a process to work itself out, you're going to add to that oil and water. You're going to add to that irritation that's already there. So if you have people challenges, the way you solve that is through people solutions. Okay. So while technology is awesome, restructuring is fantastic. What gets missed in today's workplace are those people solutions is learning those people's skills, developing the ability to handle conflict. And so it's difficult to let go of that comfort zone. If you're a technical expert, it feels good to be able to solve problems. And technical problems are much easier to solve than people problems. So it takes time to develop your leadership expertise. But I can promise you that if you decide that you are willing to undergo this internal personal transformation, you will become an amazing leader. So keep the goal in mind of developing mutual understanding, because ultimately that's what active listening does, is develop that mutual understanding. Because the fact is, is you and the people you work with are on the same team. You are working to find the best solution. It's just how you go about that. That is usually the point of misunderstanding or contention. So as the leader, you're going to have to set the pace for that process. And if you're jumping ahead, then everybody else is going to try and jump ahead also, or they're just going to hold back and not get engaged at all. So when you set the goal for mutual understanding It's a less direct approach than you would have taken as a technical expert, but it is going to give you the better result in the long run. Because as the leader, people have emotions, fears, because now you have, you're in charge of their future. You can fire them. You can give them a bad performance review. So there's a little bit of anxiety that comes with interacting with leaders and you want to have the time where you can develop trust and build that empathy, listen to people so that you really understand them and you develop that relationship, that mutual understanding that says, hey, I am working with you and not against you. So the good news is, is when you make that commitment to yourself to learn continuously, to grow, you're definitely going to become the best leader you can be. And you're also going to empower your team to grow and develop. You're going to hire and attract people who have a higher standard of performance because you being willing to learn means that you're open to breaking down structures that have been in place 
and reordering them based on new information. And that gives everybody permission to do that same thing. So to wrap up, being able to handle this constant change and this transition, which is the state of affairs today, means that you've learned to flow. And my next podcast is going to be about flow. And that means stepping outside of your comfort zone and stretching yourself. So when you may not have confidence in the activity that you're doing, you have confidence in yourself. And you know that you can figure that out, go to somebody, find out what you need to do. So dealing with constant change is not white knuckling your way through it, holding on so tight that you can't make any shifts at all in your perspective. Making a decision to be in a continual learning mode is messy. It's not predictable, which is why people like to keep things the same, which is why people don't embrace that hero's journey that I talked about, because it is messy. Adventures aren't seen as adventures. They're seen as problems or obstacles. But we have seen in the last three years that we can't control everything. In fact, things can be disrupted so dramatically that our entire lives are turned upside down, which they were. And the silver lining in this whole process is that you probably learn things about yourself that you didn't know. So learning and going inside and developing oneself produces vulnerability. And that's something else that a lot of people want to avoid. Now, being vulnerable doesn't mean being raw. It means that you're willing to say, you know, I don't know, and then allowing the process to unfold. So when you say, I don't know, there's that little uncertainty that comes up. Some people, it feels like insecurity, and that can be a trigger to hold on more tight and maybe micromanage because who wants to feel insecure? Nobody. But when you recognize that I don't know doesn't mean you don't know anything, It just means in this moment for this situation, you don't know what the best thing would be. And your authentic confidence needs to kick in and say to yourself, you know, I might not know about this situation, but I have so many other experiences that let me know I am going to get through this. So being vulnerable is easier when you do have self-awareness and that authentic confidence does kick in. It helps to have courage because the courage is going to allow you to take that step into that unknown and not have to figure it out right away just to allow the process to unfold. So think of vulnerability as allowing versus resisting, okay? It's embracing that adventure or that unexpected situation as an adventure versus resisting it. So as you transition, whether it's as a new leader or in some other role, you're moving out of that comfort zone. And that transition period is that uncertainty. It's that messy time where you you can't predict everything because some of the experiences you're having are brand new, but you're going to allow yourself to have this unknown. And it's like in your mind, walking through a new door. And actually, the power of visualization is really important in these situations, because when you can see yourself physically having success, 
before you do it, you're actually going to create that feeling of success. That's one way that you can build authentic confidence. So as you embrace the unknown and you're willing to be vulnerable, you're willing to say, I don't know, you're going to open yourself to learn more and listen more and other people are going to see that and that's going to empower them to do the same thing. So you ultimately are going to develop greater trust with the people you work with and with your team because they're going to see you walking through that I don't know phase and it's going to empower them. So be sure to check out the Work Smart Club Network. This is our center for leadership leverage. It's going to help you master transition. We have many courses. We have lots of opportunity for you to create that life that you really love. So in the meantime, stay energized and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to the Work Smart Club podcast. We love our listeners and want to hear from you. Please join us at worksmartclubnetwork.com. Stay connected and subscribe to our show so you never miss any of the content. Leaving us a positive review lets everyone know we add value. We thank you for it.